Alright everybody, welcome back. It is episode 67 of From the Pocket. Coming at you live, probably from your pocket. I am Jake, over there in DFW, Texas, Grand Ole State, the Lone Star State. That's Christian. Tell the people, Christian, how you doing on this post-Super Bowl Wednesday? Before you do that, I want to know how, did you workshop that joke at all or, or is that off the dome? Which which joke? I don't even did I tell a joke? I don't uh, even know. Oh, I thought it was from the pot. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh, the from the pot. Well, you know, I I was thinking out because I forgot. Like I I felt like when we created the name, that was part of the gimmick. Mm. Was like it's from the pocket, but then the podcast is also from the pocket, so it was a double entendre. But then I forgot that there was that double entendre. And then a few days ago in the shower, I remembered because I was like, why did we name it from the pot? Oh, that's right. It's it's a podcast. It's from the pocket. So, yeah, uh, not quite off the dome, but I guess technically it has been workshopped, so I guess I can't take credit for that, but, um, yeah, no, H- how you doing today, Christian? It's Wednesday, it's been a busy week for me, how's, how's your week going? Uh, same old, same old for me, can't really complain too much, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, feeling good, uh, feeling good, uh, a little sad now that, uh, you know, we mm. don't have football for, well, at least professional football um for till september which uh it sucks but overall yeah feeling good feeling good yeah and you know the super bowl was this past sunday it's uh mm-hmm. it's a big holiday i mean it should be a holiday i guess really i felt should. like this year there was a lot more um excitement around the super bowl i had a lot of people who i don't typically think of as like big football people even they were like they had plans to go out they had plans to watch the game people i knew were betting on the game you know people were excited about joe burrow mm-hmm. it, it really and maybe part of that is just covid19 and and you know people being able to kind of get back out and do celebrations again in a yeah. way that's been kind of hard to do for the past couple of years but I mean, the Super Bowl ratings, they show that, I mean, the Super Bowl ratings, from what I remember, they were up like 8% or something like that compared to last year. So, I mean, you know, I do think that the excitement and the buzz was a, real. Uh, I mean, last year was also, was uh, we had a blowout in that game. So, you know, mm. the viewership might have probably dipped. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, this one, yeah, it true. had a lot of mystique. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, uh, it was all intriguing. Um, and we got a good game. It was a very good game. Um, okay, halftime show. I liked it. And, uh, yeah, I wish it would have went to overtime. Man, if I... I was hoping it was. I, I was hoping it was, too. I didn't tell my girlfriend that because, like, I'm supposed to... I was watching it at her house, and she kind of mm-hmm. needs me out at a certain time because she helps her family do some things. And But secretly, I was like, gosh, I really hope. I really hope they, ha- they can't score a touchdown here. I hope they get that field goal. <laughs> and... You know, but it, it was not meant to be. They stalled out. We're going to talk about that, though. We're getting way ahead of, of the agenda. We got some some news we were going to get into before we talk about the big game and give our thoughts on it. So, um, I guess to start, you broke this news to me uh, right before we kind of got on here. But the Dallas Cowboys have found themselves, my Dallas Cowboys, found themselves <laughs> in a little bit of a scandal with uh, one of their a, senior it's executives. It's old scandal, I guess. When this yeah. incident happened, but yeah, 2015. ESPN. I saw a tweet about it this morning. Um, basically, what happened was their senior VP 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Richard. Ray De- yeah, Richard. Uh, I can never. I've never been able to pronounce his name. He's been. He's been their executive for a long time. But it's Richard Dalrymple. I think yeah. is the best way to pronounce uh, it. He was accused of voyeurism in 2015, according to docs obtained by ESPN and people with knowledge of the situation. Um, Cowboys settled a confidential settlement of $2.4 million after four members of their cheerleading squad accused him of this. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Why are we mistreating I... our cheerleaders? They barely get paid for this. <laughs> I don't think the Cowboys pay their cheerleaders, actually. Oh. Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know if cheerleaders get paid. It's well, like a get, volunteer thing. I think, or I think maybe some a stipend. Do. Oh, they get paid like a hundred dollars a game or something yeah, pathetic like something that. Something like that because they yeah, do they do other things. Um, I remember I read this one book in college, or didn't read all of it, but this one chapter that I read was about the Bengals, as what they're called in for Cincinnati. Hey, you know. Um, and I think one was like a marine biologist or something like that. Uh, so these women all have lives. Uh, they're really just kind of doing that for the fun, honestly. You're not getting paid much. And then, you know, your possibility to be getting sexually harassed, Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, awful situation that happened. Um uh, hopefully these women are doing fine. Um, I don't condone this behavior. Uh, very, very bad uh, situation. Um, they got $2.4 million out of it, so, you know. Yeah, and what the Cowboys are saying about it is, the, the first off, I just want to say I looked it up. So NFL cheerleaders, it says in 2022, and this is just a quick Google search, so, mm-hmm. you know, take it for what it's worth. It says they make yearly $75,000 as a professional cheerleader. It's about 15 to $20 an hour. Which okay. you go on the surface, you go, that's not bad. But NFL refs make a flat fee in 2019 of apparently $200,000. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry. Like, being a ref, I'm not saying it's easy. It's it controversial. You got to know the rule book. I'm not saying it's easy. But, like, you're basically a borderline professional athlete as a cheerleader like i mean the the work you have to do yeah. the regimen to keep yourself in shape mm-hmm. the routines like i anyway that's just a little thing on the sidebar i think that's kind of silly that that discrepancy exists but um as far as this scandal goes the cowboys what they're saying is uh they did a thorough investigation of it and they didn't find any wrongdoing by richard dalrymple however you pronounce his name mm-hmm. Um, they, they said that the settlement came just as a kind of, I guess, a token to show, yeah, we took this investigation and these allegations seriously. Um, it was hush. Now, this was hush money. This was hush money. It, they also say that he, it was an act, like he walked, the part of the accusation was he had, um, walked in and maybe even recorded cell phone footage or something. And he had, and you know, he says, I walked in there by accident and, you know, didn't mean to do it. And then um, there's a second allegation that a fan on one of the draft days apparently saw him take an upskirt shot of, I think, uh, it, I can't, I don't know if it's Jerry Jones's wife or his daughter. I can't remember. I, I don't remember. But I'll take, I'll, t- I'll give my thoughts on each of them really quick. So the first one, I think the Cowboys are just lying through their teeth. Uh, the idea that you did an investigation and didn't find anything wrong and paid two and a half million dollars to these people. Mm-hmm. 
that doesn't like that makes zero sense like at, what what are you talking about oh yeah we just gave him two million dollars for the troubles yeah oh yeah you just two million dollars for your troubles like that doesn't that doesn't happen <laughs> you don't pay somebody two and a half million dollars just because like I, I don't know and and not only that like i know this guy he's been a, a cowboys exec since the 90s at least i mean he's if you've ever seen the America's Game documentaries where they detailed the Super Bowl winners for each year, he was one of the three Cowboys who spoke during the 95 documentary for the Cowboys, their, oh, their last Super wow. Bowl run. Like, I mean, he's been with this team for a long time, and he's been a major player on this team for a long time. Not not a literal player, but, you know, figuratively a player. So, and, and also, you know, he's like, oh, I just walked into the, the locker room by accident. This happened in 2015, apparently, at AT&T Stadium. Okay, so not only has he been around the team since the 90s, but he's been at that point at AT&T Stadium for six years. How do you not know where the locker rooms are? Like, that does, like how do you accidentally... Like, I went to middle school for three years. I went to high school for four years. I never once accidentally walked into the girls' locker room. I never got confused on where this locker room was or that locker room. Like, how do you do, how do you do that? So I don't buy that at all. I don't know what he was doing. I, again, I'm not an insider or anything, but this whole thing just sounds totally fishy to me. Uh, as far as the second allegation, it comes from a fan who says they saw it happen. That's a little less credible to me. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, one of the things the Cowboys said was if Jerry Jones had thought somebody had done that even remotely, like they would have been fired. I probably believe that. I don't know what the fans saw, but I'm going to need a little more verifiable proof before I say that because a fan says they saw something happen one night. It happened. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't buy the, I don't buy the, uh, the excuse though for that first allegation that that's sus as hell to me. So that's all I have on that. Did you, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, uh, I think, I think okay. that, uh, very all put together well. All right. In that case, we can move on to we have one more head coach hire to talk about, and it's he's the one we haven't done yet. We skipped over him in the last episode because it wasn't official or anything. We still had the Super Bowl, but Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell looks very much set to take over the head coaching job for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Christian, I'll let you go first. What do you think about this hire? Are you optimistic that this is a good hire? Do you think it's going in the right direction, or are you worried about it? Hmm. Okay. Um. So he's the offensive coordinator for the Rams, and we all know uh, Sean McVay uh, calls the plays at, there in L.A. Um. So. I mean, that is a little factor, but I'm not factoring factoring in that much. Um. You know, I do think. Minnesota, they got some young talent. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins can still play. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, Justin Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen there. Uh, really, they just really need to focus up on that defense. Um, and I get why they kind of made that high. I guess they went offensive for the mo- uh, because, you know, they just had a defensive uh, coach with Mike Zimmer and it uh, didn't work out. So maybe focusing more on their offense is – what they're trying to do and you know it depends on what happens in green bay if aaron Rodgers leaves i mean the door is as i think we said talked about this last time the nfc north is wide open at that point if aaron Rodgers decides to leave the packers very true so um 
Uh, you know, with these offensive coordinators, especially the ones that don't call plays, uh, a little nervous on. But I'm not, I'm I'm optimistic at, at this point. You know, we're still in that phase of we're just trying to get anybody that you know, uh, <laughs> even like breathe near Sean McVay. We're trying to hire <laughs> them. So, I mean. <laughs> We'll see. I, his coach, I mean, Zach Taylor, uh, just went, just had a super, played against uh, his former uh, mentor, I guess. Um, so maybe it can work out. Um, I'm optimistic. That, that's all how I feel. I don't hate this hire. Um, you know, just can he lead a room full of men? You know. That is always the golden question. And I do think it is interesting they went offense. It makes sense, as you said, you know, because Mike Zimmer was defense. And typically you see organizations kind of go that opposite direction that they went with their previous hire. Uh, Not always, but sometimes. And, again, you know, it comes down to is he going to be a good leader? I tend to trust the Vikings. They I know – they haven't ever been to a Super or They've been to a Super Bowl. I think they've been to four Super Bowls and lost all of them. It's been a while since they've been to a Super Bowl. But generally speaking, the Vikings are a pretty stable franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're routinely in the playoffs. They're competitive for their division. They're, they're not getting thumped by the Packers every time they play them. Uh, you, you know, so, so I, I do tend to trust the Vikings and their decision making. I think it will be good for their offense. I think it's promising for their offense especially considering Kirk Cousins did just come off of his best year Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to keep Kirk Cousins though I don't know if they're going to look in a different direction but Mm, yeah I mean their defense is what needs work and and I don't know how they're going to focus on quarterback this offseason with how much work that defense Mm -hmm. needs so we'll see what happens with them but um yeah good luck to Minnesota I, I think it's a decent hire I do agree with your point. I mean, it's that's been this way for the past few years now. Everybody who, I mean, I think the saying was, you had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, you're getting a job now. And it, 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 Yeah, that's what's happened, dude. It's crazy. Like, I would, like, I just wonder if the first question these people are asked is, how was your relationship with Sean McVay? <laughs> and they go, I don't really know Sean that well, and they just kind of cross you off the so, list. All right. Go, we'll be in touch. <laughs> The interview just cuts right there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in touch. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, good luck to Kevin O'Connell. Uh, I like the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I like the Rams. I like Sean McVay, his also, coaching tree. I, I I can't believe how much success Sean McVay's coaching tree has right? had up to this Brandon point. It Stated, boggles my dude. mind. Uh, Zach Taylor made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt LaFleur has been to the NFC Championship two of his three years. And yeah. all, th- all three years he's been to the playoffs. He was the first seed the last two. Uh-huh. I mean, just – I mean, it's easy when you have Aaron Rodgers, I guess. It makes your job a little easier. But, and yeah. And the Chargers had Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Uh, so, they got lucky. <laughs> they Maybe the trend is getting great quarterbacks, actually. Who, <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? A quarterback-driven league. Uh, but, yeah, uh, well, uh, I had a, one quick note. Um thought i did but i can't remember it so we can move on oh all right well uh we're gonna revisit a couple of old topics really quick uh talk about kyler murray we we touched on this last week uh and and kind of where we thought he was going uh you were not near as much i i wouldn't call myself a fan of the move i was more understanding of the move i guess Mm -hmm. you were not much of a fan of his social media purge though Mm -hmm. and since last week 
we've gotten some developments. He's released a statement. There's been a report from an anonymous source that he's, I think, self-centered, immature, maybe kind of weird. I don't remember what they said, but um, yeah, um, I, I didn't, I, I don't know. I threw it on the agenda. I wanted to know if maybe you had any further thoughts on where this is all going. Has it changed your mind on anything? Well, I'm going to read his statement for everyone. Yeah, yeah, go it. ahead. Uh, makes me, makes me giggle. So he's, he posted this on Twitter uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Um, I play this game for the love love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will. Anyone who has ever stepped between those line, lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better bro what you mean this nonsense is not what about you started the nonsense what are you talking about <laughs> we weren't talking oh, about you man. we weren't oh, talking man. about the super bowl and all that other stuff and then you decided and then somebody noticed you scrubbed all your uh arizona cardinals pictures so i don't get that i do like how he ended it though he will yeah, uh, he'll continue to grow that's and get a better. Strong point. Uh, so he yeah. ended it nice, but I'm just that that line he threw in. I'm I'm a little confused. Um, the reports are that this could be about uh, money. He, I believe, he still has two more years yeah. on his contract. He's um, got well, he's got the one year, the fourth year, and then he's got the fifth year and, option. And then, and then if they has, want, they can tag him twice. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I think look, I think Arizona should pay him. Uh, that number is going to be really high. I think it's going to be like in the 40-50 because did Josh Allen already get paid? I know Patty just Yeah, got Josh paid. Allen got his extension. Or he got his extension after his third year. Patty got his extension yeah, after his third year. So paid. did Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. So, you know, kind of two sides of that coin. One side doesn't work out so well. The other one. And you I know, would imagine no Arizona is trying to lock up Kyler uh, with, you know, with haste. They're, I just don't understand this move. Uh, I think he does need some uh, maturing to do. Um, and, like, look, bro, you know, you didn't play well in the car, in, in, in that uh, in that Rams playoff game. You, you just didn't play well. Your team is a little oddly structured. Not oddly structured, but... It's very – it's concerning that D-Hop went down and your offense just went to – not didn't – it didn't plummet, but it just – your offensive production just went down. Um, even though – Noticeably. James Conner, I think he led the league in rushing touchdowns. Um, the other guy I cannot uh, – Chase Edmonds, I think is his name. You have, yeah, you, yeah, Chase uh, You got weapons. A.J. Green had – some spurts here and there. Um, Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. Uh, now yeah. I do think they're tight in. I know they they traded for Zach Ertz, but he's a little old. He's getting a little up there, so could be looking in the tight end market. But I mean, and also um, they need to um, fix that offensive line. Um, could do a lot better. So uh, look, they, they, I'm not gonna um, say Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray shouldn't be upset. <laughs> I would too. You know, you know, making your first playoff 
making your first playoff appearance and you get embarrassed like that, especially to a division opponent, uh, like I, I would be frustrated too. Uh, um, so, but this is not the way to do that. Um, you know, call management, voice your opinion. I mean, you're the face of the you're the face of the franchise right now. Like, <laughs> um, Arizona is is at the womb of at the womb of you. So, I mean. Uh, just, just ride it out. Trust, trust the process, baby. Um, give your, you can give your input. Just, just don't do it. Just don't do it out in public like this. Like, don't, don't scrub your Instagram page of all, of uh, all the Arizona things. Uh, Arizona, uh, in your Instagram page. Uh, do this. Uh, do this more professional. Like, come on, you're, you're. Uh, NFL uh, quarterback uh, in the face of well, face of this franchise, so you got to act a little bit more appropriately. So, um, yeah, that's that's really yeah. all I got with Kyler. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully this. I think this situation will get resolved. I don't think there's there's no trades going on, um, nothing like that. They're not gonna cut him. Yeah. It's just you know they're gonna have to pay him obviously, and then they they still got some building to do. Um, in regards to that team as a whole, I I think I, I I don't know what happened in terms of why he scrubbed his social media. I don't know if that was advice he got from somebody. I don't know if he was just up one night and was angry, and it was you know one of those midnight things where you just you know anything goes, you know, and. <laughs> He just started scrubbing his social media because then, you know, some people started reaching out to his agent and like, why'd you do this? And he's like, oh, no comment, no comment. So I, I don't know. I don't know what happened here. I don't know if, if it was his whim or bad advice. But, you know, if you're going to do that, you got to stick with it. You know, you if you're going to step into the kitchen for the heat, guess, you got to yeah. stand in there. And mm-hmm. when the Cardinals decided to get Petty back, yeah, I did like when the reports started, <laughs> I did like the when the reports Reports started surfacing that people were saying, yeah, you know what, Kyler Murray? Kind of a dick. <laughs> you know? Like, and you get flustered and you're like, this, this, this isn't what I'm about. It's like, dude, I, I, I don't feel bad for you. Like, you started this. You stepped into the kitchen and now you're upset that the heat's been ha- turned on too high. So, you know, I do think, uh, you know, that's, again, that's a real maturity issue to, mm-hmm. to make a decision like that and then not like or feel comfortable with how it's being escalated around you because <laughs> other people have a chance to respond to, to the things you do so um I, I agree with you on that but i've always thought this was about money i think he wants that contract extension early i think he knows he's been injury injury prone he's mm-hmm. been injured the past couple seasons i think he wants that guaranteed money yeah. asap and he sees what's happening with Lamar, and Lamar Jackson might not be getting paid, and he's been injury prone. And then Baker Mayfield's still looking for that contract extension, and he's coming oh, off of an injured of, year. Of the people you listed, Baker Mayfield is uh, not on the. Yeah, but I mean, he went to OU, and he yeah. was Baker's teammate, so like he's got that. He's looking Man, at him, Baker him like OU boys, former colleague. They crazy. Yeah, yeah, they are crazy. So, <laughs> I, I, but one thing I think is totally missed in this, and this is probably the last thing I'll say because we spent a lot of time on Kyler Murray. But the last thing I'll say about this <laughs> is I think it's really, I get really annoyed when people are like, well, Kyler Murray's not a $40 million quarterback. And it's like, look, just because you don't think Kyler Murray's a $40 million quarterback, yeah. that doesn't mean the Cardinals don't think that. The Cardinals, the context 
of a franchise and whether or not they've had successful quarterbacking really matters. So, like, yeah. the, the Packers, if the Packers get an average quarterback and they, they're not satisfied with him, well, they're going to feel like they can move off of him. They're not going sti- to ride with Jordan Love because Jordan Love's an average quarterback and they don't know if they can do better. They've had Brett Favre and they've had Aaron Rodgers the past 30 years. Like, they're they're totally comfortable with moving off of mediocre quarterback play if it comes down to it. Whereas a team like the Cardinals or the Browns, they have never really had successful quarterback play. So a, a, an above-average quarterback, and I think Kyler Murray is much better than an above-average quarterback, oh, yeah, but yeah. these quarterbacks that other teams might look at and go, eh, not worth it, a team like the Cardinals looks at it and goes, boy, this is the best quarterback we have ever had in our history. Like, we have to sign him. If we don't sign him, it's who knows how much longer we're going to stare down this barrel of not having a quarterback. Plus, again, you know, they've already built a team around him. Yeah. They, yeah, this is, this is, they're going to have to pay him. I mean, whether or not they think he's worth $40 million, that's going to be the going rate for him. And they're going to have to pay that lest they, again, risk staring down that decades and decades of decades of, not having a good quarterback. So I think this is all leading up to him getting a contract extension. I think it'll happen probably this offseason. I think if it doesn't, I think he'll probably still play next year and he'll just get it next year. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's very interesting. But, Kyler Murray, you got you to gotta own it. You got to own it, man. You started it, and now you don't like that it's escalating. So and start I, owning and it. I, and I will say, you know, but, um, at, at the beginning of the season, you know, they started, what, 8-1, and 8-0? Uh, they were undefeated. They are the last undefeated team. Yeah. I mean, and we were talking about him as being a, an MVP, MVP candidate. So I, mm-hmm. I, I see the Cardinals. They Now they might not like the <clears throat> the second half of his play. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's a small dude. Like, he's a small dude. And I think Shannon Sharp says as well, it's like, even if he's not getting hit all the time, it's still, you know, 300-pound men, you know, falling on top. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, no. Um, it's 300-pound uh, men, you know, falling on top of you, stuff like that. So, I mean, that can pile up. Now, I do think they could oh, help yeah. mitigate a little bit of that is, you know, giving him a better offensive line, him being smarter with the football, not taking as much hits you know, sliding when he's out of the pocket or, you know, if he's um, past the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think uh, maybe later in this off season or, you know, next season we're probably going to see, you know, another uh, big contract negotiate, uh, you know, quarterback making, you know, most money ever or whatever. Uh, and. It's yeah, that's true. On and on and who's who's going to eclipse Patty? Who knows? That's that's going to be a tall task. Whoever whoever comes in demands more than Patty. That's going to be wild. <laughs> right, uh, man. Justin Herbert. I can't wait till Justin Herbert gets. Uh, <laughs> that's coming up. He'll he'll be at, if if this early extension trend continues of people getting it after their third year, he'll be getting it next off season. And wow. he's honestly he's been the kind of quarterback him and Joe Burrow both have been the kind of quarterbacks that I think will get early extension so I think they'll both be probably getting an extension next year if I had to guess just to guess but uh yeah we can uh move on another I mean this was a pretty long segment but we'll try to keep this one a little shorter uh Tom Brady He's been teasing. Will he come back? Will he not come back? Some people seem to pretty convinced that he'll go play for the 49ers. 
Um, Ooh. I have some pretty strong opinions on this. Go I'll right let ahead. You. Oh yeah, I don't think he's coming back. I don't. I, may, I don't. I, I don't think, think so. He, he could. You know, he's just sitting at home and he's just like, this is boring. Um, now I do think I feel he that. should. He should get behind the booth, go get into coaching. Um, you know, he is Tom Brady. He could become like an assistant. I don't know if he wants to. You know, work his way up like that, but I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but I, I think you know, I think Philip Rivers. I think he's coaching his son's high school football team or something like that. I can't remember. I think he's coaching some high school team. Um, so maybe he gets bored. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he might be feeling a lot better. Um, but I do think like Tom Brady, like football is his life. So he, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe he'll just wake up one day and like, man, I miss that grind and everything, watching film twenty four seven, all that. Um, so I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say for sure he's not coming back. He might, might one team might get desperate enough uh, to sign him. I do like that Forty ers suggestion you had. Um, I would not hate that, um, but I, I don't know if the Forty ers would want to do that. But yeah, I'll, that that that's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I just I think if if like he were if he were interested in going back to the Bucks, you know, if if mm-hmm. he had that standing invitation, and he probably does have a standing. Like, I don't think the Bucks would turn him down. It's not like they have an alternative at this point. <laughs> but I think he doesn't want to play for them. I think he's he feels like he's been there, done that with them. So if he's gonna come back, it's gonna require him to go to a third team. And that's going to mean, you know, especially if he goes to the 49ers, like, well, it's his hometown team. It's like, yeah, but his family lives in Boston and in Florida now. Like, so his his kids are in school. Are they going to want to change school districts again for the second time in three years so their dad can go get one more stint in San Francisco <laughs> just to see what happens? Like, I, I just, I don't think that makes any sense. And I, I, you know, a lot of people are like, well, he went to Tampa Bay and already did it once. I, look. People, I, I, one thing I think that a lot of people over exaggerate is the difficulty that Tom Brady had when he got to Tampa Bay. Because I get it. Look, early on in the season, tough. Didn't have training camp. Didn't have preseason. You know, I, I totally get all of that. Early on in the season, it's tough. But Tom Brady has said this: as the season went on, it got easier and easier. It, and particularly in the playoffs, when they had to go on three straight road games. Tom Brady, he's like, yeah, there weren't crowds. You know, I played in New Orleans without a crowd. You know how much easier it is to operate an offense you're still learning when you can hear everything? Like, there's no silent counts. I'm not having to scream and use hand signals to get my point across to what I want done. Like, I'm able to just talk to them and run the offense. Like, that is a massive advantage that really, I think, helped him go to the Super Bowl that first year that if that hadn't existed would have made his job a lot harder. So I think going to play for San Francisco in the toughest division in football, probably, or one of the two toughest divisions, of, definitely the toughest division in the conference. And, and, and having to, again, cross country move. He's not going to be with his family or he's going to have to ask his family to move to San Francisco. Uh, and again, like this is all for what? For probably one season? You know, I mean, he's not going to stay for two seasons at this rate. The dude's already said he's retiring. I don't think he's going to come back for two more seasons, if, if anything. I just, I feel like 
like it's nice to think about that he might come back and i think he's keeping that door open because like, i think honestly it's a coping mechanism i think it's like he's 44 years old he's been in the league for literally half of his life 22 years of his life he's been in the nfl and he's been a football player longer than that like i think for for that kind of i mean again he said he's probably gonna need counseling to move off of the nfl like i think for him it's like a it's just really hard to shut the door permanently on that and yeah. say it's over. So I think this more than anything is him just, you know, oh, you know, maybe I'll come back even though, like, he knows in his heart of hearts there's just no feasible way to do it. Like, it doesn't make sense on any level to do that. And again, like, even if he were interested, even if all of what I said was not a factor, he still has to convince the Bucks to trade away his rights. So to me, oh, yeah, still again, I, I, I totally feel your point, And I do think that is the one thing that makes me like, well, may, if, if there is a chance, that's the angle is like in three months, who knows where he's going to be at? Maybe he's going to be bored out of his mind. <laughs> who knows? And I, I don't know what that's going to look like. Again, I'm not in Tom Brady's head. We just like to guess what's going on in the athletes heads. That's all we, <laughs> that's all we can do. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I just look at the mountain of things he would have to 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 get past before he gets another chance to play one year in the NFL for a third team. I just don't think it's I just don't think it's happening. So, yeah, that's all I got on that. I uh, I don't know. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? No. Nah. Nah. All right. Well, uh, it's time. It's time. it's max time. Super Bowl. Talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, we talked about it a little bit already, but in case you uh, missed it, in case you haven't heard, uh, the L.A. Rams beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, what was the score? 23-20. 23-20. Mm-hmm. It should have been, but the, mm-hmm. the Rams messed up an extra point Yeah, attempt. they did. They did. Yeah. Okay. Fair. True. Um, yeah. Uh, and it was actually funny because I was sitting there watching it, and my girlfriend was the one that mentioned to me, oh, hey, doesn't their job get a lot harder now because they missed that point earlier when they were, like, trying to score the it, touchdown it, down by four it, points? It, and I was yeah. like, you're right. That is very true. This job does get a lot. This game would be a lot different if they'd made that extra point. So I, I thought that was a great point. I wanted to give her credit for that. But, uh, yeah, the uh, – I mean, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Do you want to just break down the game, I guess? The, yeah, the, let's just break down the game. Yeah, okay, so the uh, Rams got it to start. Quick three and out. The Bengals took over and went for it on midfield on fourth and one, Did. despite not having picked up a first down at that point in Did time yet. I not so. like that call. Or, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I didn't either. Gave the ball back to the Rams at midfield, and yeah. the Rams went and scored a touchdown. And it's like, bro, you're – it's the suit. Like, look, regular season, I fully agree with that. You're at midfield, why not? We're in the Super Bowl where every play matters, every inch. Like it, it and I just didn't. I didn't like it. Um, I really didn't. Um, and also watching. So before we recorded, I was watching the uh, just the all the plays, uh, the condensed game. Um, for the game, he. I looked at that play, dude. He had. <clears throat> He possibly had two options. He had, Oof. I think it was T. Higgins in the flat. I can't, I don't remember his number. He had T. Higgins in the flat. They ran like a pick play. He was wide open for 
<clears throat> he was wide open in the flat to catch that pass. And then I think they had, I think that was P. Ryan, I think, that could have maybe gone to the flat, but then you're kind of throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. You got him, the defense is able to make up a little ground. <clears throat> but do, I don't know. I don't know if he just like zoned in on Jamar Chase, like this is where I'm going with the football. But I think he had time, or I don't want to say he had time. He had another option there to pick up that first down. And so, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, if you don't get it, we criticize you. And they don't get it. <laughs> I'm criticizing. But looking at that play, they they ran it well. Like, whoever was in that flat, he had it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, just he didn't get it. And so we get to criticize. Uh, Ram score touchdown. OBJ. Uh, beautiful catch, uh, beautiful, beautiful throw, throw by yeah. um, by Matt Stafford. Then uh, we had a little punt off there. Uh, Bengals got a six play drive down. Um, got uh, a field goal. Is that the field goal? No. Uh, so then, uh, then we started. Then we started uh, popping off. Rams get a touchdown. Six plays. Um, I think it was to was that to Cooper Cup? Beautiful. That play. was to Cooper Cup. Yeah, that was his first. That was like that he ran. He did a. He came off the line in the way the I think Chris Collinsworth said yeah because it looked like he was driving to block, to block yeah. and nobody nobody picked up because like yeah we're not we're not engaging with you but he was going out for a route and he just curls in the back well, of the end zone does an out route and he's wide open. Well, Sean McVay does that things like he'll give yeah. you a look but you know. They'll zone read it, hand off, you know, and then they'll do the same play and then, you know, they'll bootleg it back out and stuff like that. So he does a very good job of, like, setting up plays and, like you said, just a very great, you know, setup for a play. Um, then, but the Bengals came right back with a 12-play drive, got a touchdown to T. Higgins. Almost not the same way, but it was kind of set up to where I think it was like a pitch to Joe Mixon. He, you know, scrambles out, and then T. Higgins faking like he's going to block. Nobody picks him up, and, you know, Joe Mixon makes an excellent throw, and, you know, they get the touchdown. I'm trying to see. Is it, was this the one where he had that big play? That big play to uh, Jamar Chase? I don't remember. Um, oh, yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I can't remember anyway. But so then uh, after that, uh, Matt Stafford threw, threw a terrible interception uh, toward the end of that second quarter. I don't know. Yeah, that was after, that was right after OBJ went out with an injury. Yeah, it was it like was a third and super long. Like from what I understand, he was kind of just like yeah, it, it was, was almost basically a punt. It was a I drag. It was like a drag, little drag route or whatever you want to call it. Just across the middle, maybe, you know, OBJ makes a play, and unfortunately it was non-contact, and um, he tore the same ACL uh, in his knee, his left knee, um, that he did in Cleveland, I believe. Against the Bengals. Against, yeah, it was against the Bengals. Um, yeah, so it was um, sad, he, very sad. Very he was having a great sad. game. He was, too. He had two catches, 50-some yards, and a touchdown. I, I thought he was, uh, was going to have a good game. 
Um, and then I guess we'll talk about the like the second half. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, he went out. Um, unfortunately, like I don't know, like uh, it's saying it could take a minute. He might not be available to like November, December. Uh, so really sucks for him. I know he's a. I think I believe he's a free agent. I'd imagine the Rams yeah, might pick him he up. Is. Um, he said he's so far. I think he said nothing but good things about LA. I mean, this kind of does match him. He plays in LA. You know, he's <laughs> kind of uh, a superstar. He's an LA boy. He is that. He's that. He's, he's a, one Orleans. of those coastal city guys. He's from New Orleans, though. Originally. Yeah, yeah, I know, but he he fits that coastal vibe for sure. He really does, and um, so I'd imagine the Rams are probably gonna get him signed. And um, hopefully he comes back. I mean, he was having a was having a great you know second half of that season when he came in there, and then was having a really good postseason, really good postseason. Um, and then yeah, yeah was. that was the first half, uh, thirteen to ten ball game. And Jake, I'll let you take over the second half since I, I kind of took over the first half. Yeah, well, I kind of want to juxtapose the first half with the second half because mm-hmm. I think the Ooh, Bengals it was a different game. They completely the Bengals completely got away from what they did in the first half, and mm-hmm. I think it, it ultimately screwed them over in the third quarter because yeah. uh, well, first off, they you know they got <laughs> they start out super hot to open up. You know they get that it was very probably should not have happened that that touchdown <laughs> to open up the half. It's the first time I th- I think I th- I heard it was the first time that the there's ever been a score to start out the Super Bowl uh, a second half and and mm-hmm. it should not have happened. It yeah. should have been called back. It was should've clearly been. offensive pass interference. Mm-hmm. But um you know, they take the lead. Okay, it's 17-13 now. Good job, Cincy. And then you know, again, the, the the Rams without OBJ, you started to see that offense struggle. They had no Robert Woods. They had no Odell. They had no Tyler Higbee. And they were not running the ball well at all. They could <laughs> they not run the ball, the ball all game long. Whatsoever. I mean, they, they were just, I think, multiple times throughout the game, they had more attempts than they did yards. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was really pathetic. Like, they could, I mean, and so no no weapons, no run game. Uh, Matt Stafford on his first pass. It wasn't his fault. It was not. But he did throw an interception. It was off the hands of another, I don't even remember who it was, but a receiver. Uh, And it sets up the Bengals with a chance to just go in and score. And let me tell you what, that defensive stance right there, that was I, I had a I did a mm. video where I did the top, the five moments in the in the Super Bowl that decided the game. Yeah. And that was one of the moments I picked when they stopped that Bengals offense. Because if the Bengals score there, the Rams are down by two possessions with no weapons and no run game. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals are flying around and that Rams defense stops them and holds them to a field goal and it makes it a touchdown game. I mean absolutely stop the bleeding absolutely amazing oh, no, no, no. uh you you wanted to say something yeah sorry I, i'm sorry i get so ha- no, yeah, I get you're so good. excited uh <laughs> yeah yeah you're good. Uh, nick right now uh we kind of criticizing nick right on like you know he before the, the super bowl happened he's like you know the Bengals had no shot they're gonna get blown out he did bring up a point that uh, turned you know weird his ugly head Bengals were not great in the red zone. I don't know what they were ranked um, in the red zone, but they were not very good in the red zone. And like you said, um, yeah, they got a big sack, held them to a field goal, 
And yeah, that was the turning point of the game because, you know, that kept the Rams back in it. Um, they eventually get a field goal and, you know, made it a four-point ball game. And, you know, they didn't do anything um, for the rest of that um for the rest game. of the game. The rest of the game. Yeah, um, that was their last points. They scored that field goal at the beginning of the third, and they didn't score again for the rest of the game. Um, and so shout ask out the to Chiefs. That. Ask the Chiefs. <laughs> you stop scoring in the second half, you're going to lose a lot of games. And, um, uh, but, yeah, that yeah. Rams defense uh, putting the pressure on them. Joe Burrow got sacked seven times. Um, five of them in the third quarter. Five of them in the third quarter. And Aaron Donald, I think, just took the game. Just that whole defensive line, I think, took the game yes. over. I mean, he had two of their sacks, but, you know, Aaron Donald, it's not just about the sacks you get. He creates lanes for other people to get sacks. Exactly. But one thing I think is really frustrating for me is because, again, the Rams, they weren't doing a lot in the third quarter. They only got a field goal in the third quarter. Yeah. You know, they were having their offensive struggles, too. If you go look at this, you, I think you have the, the, chart, the drive chart in front of you. Mm -hmm. There were seven straight punts yep. from the second half of the third going into the fourth. And – one thing that so frustrates me is because when you look at what the Bengals did in the first half that allowed them to go on their scoring drives, that allowed them to get that touchdown drive, they ran the ball. And the Rams were not stopping the run consistently. They were not. And on those seven punts that happened in the third and fourth quarter, four of them were the Bengals. On the first three of them, they ran the ball only three times total on all of those drives. And they were getting it. So when they weren't running the ball, Joe Burrow was getting sacked mm -hmm. and they weren't able to complete passes. And it wasn't until the fourth drive where it also ended up in a punt. It was eight plays. They ran the ball four times, had a lot of success, but their drive stalled out because they got a pass for minus three yards. They got a pass for three yards and then they got an incomplete pass. And then they punted, which was the eighth play. So like, the, the Bengals, they stopped running the ball and they allowed Joe Burrow to keep getting sacked, and they had a golden opportunity with the Rams struggling on offense. They had a golden opportunity to go really pull ahead and milk the clock and play keep away and say, oh, your offense is struggling? Well, our offense is just running the ball and chilling and doing its thing. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if they'd even gotten – if they'd scored two field goals in the out of any of those drives mm -hmm. or even one touchdown, I mean, that's probably game over. So I was very frustrated to see that. I don't know what the play calling was at that point, why you would put Joe Burrow in that situation when you'd you been playing offense. a balanced offense and then you get into the third quarter and the fourth quarter and you just stop doing it even though running the ball is working and passing the ball has not been working that consistently. It just really frustrated me. Um, yeah. So uh, the Rams, they're able to get the ball back and – they go on that amazing, you know, game-ending drive that ultimately drive ends up win. Yeah, that ends up winning them the game. And Cooper Cup gets a fourth and one. He runs the ball in, and then it's it's Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup up and down that field, just really, taking I mean, care of business. I think he caught. Okay, they had a few runs. Thirty-one. Oh, then, no, yeah, Cooper Cup ran that for that fourth and one, and then I think he had a. It was an incomplete. Then he. Pass short to Cooper Cup, third and two. Uh, Hopkins, they're like backup tight end. Yeah, he caught a couple of like five yard passes. Acres. It was good for him. I mean, tight spots, good for him. Like, Acres you know, he was there when they needed him. Yeah, Acres for three yards, Cup, Cup, um, Acres for a little, little gain. And then, 
Oh man, this was weird. This little so they weren't really throwing penalties at all at, in this no, game. They called a uh, the Bengals got a obsessive. What was it? Excessive celebration when they scored their touchdown. Vernon Hargraves, who wasn't playing in this game because he was injured, ran onto the field when they scored their first touchdown. So that that penalty, and I think, I believe the Rams may have had a penalty on like a a hold or something. I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, they had a couple like false starts or something. Like just very minimal penalties Mm -hmm. called throughout this game. And then in that last, in the red zone on that last drive, there were three straight penalties called. And to be fair, I know a lot of people are saying they were helping out the Rams. One of those touchdowns or one of those calls got negated a touchdown. Cooper Cup caught two touchdowns on that drive. And one of them was negated because they both had penalties. But Mm -hmm. look, I, I, I'm very split on it because the two there was a holding call on Cooper Cup that, that I got the automatic I first. I didn't like that call. I thought he was I see, playing a good defense. I thought he was playing good I See, defense. I thought the thing that I think is frustrating is because I agreed with the call. Like, I thought it was the right call. I didn't think the second one, they gave him a pass interference. I thought it was more of a holding than a pass interference. But, I mean, it's, you're talking like two or three Are yards. You're talking about the one on deal. Eli Apple? Yeah, it was the second. Okay. Yeah, the first okay. one was a linebacker, and then the second one Who, I think was Eli playing Apple. Well, uh, Wilson, uh, he was playing yeah. well. Yeah, and and so I don't think the calls were wrong necessarily. I just I think it was unfortunate that they hadn't been calling those the whole game. Yeah, and you were then them That's play. when they wanted to start calling them. Exactly. But I didn't think they were inherently incorrect. Um, the one I, I also will disagree think... on is that's the only one I disagree on is the Wilson one. That's I, I thought he was playing good defense. Uh, but the Eli Apple one was, I thought, was was uh, was a hold or, yeah, they called it yeah. DPI. I think that was probably more of a hold than a DPI. One thing I think is also just missed, and and I this is a really weird take I have, so apologies if it's a weird, if it sounds <laughs> weird, but like, I do think to a degree penalties are strategic, right? So Cooper Cup. You know, they're looking at this – Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay. Like, they're all looking at the defense as they're lined up. Mm-hmm. And Cooper Cup knows, like, you're you're that deep into the game. You know what the other team's doing. You know what they're trying to do. You know – they know what you're trying to do. Cooper Cup knows, all right, look, I'm going to run across the middle and I'm going to be one-on-one with this linebacker. Mm-hmm. And this linebacker cannot stop me. So I'm either going to catch the ball or he's going to have to commit a penalty to stop me. And and they and I do think that they take that into consideration when they're talking about what they're going to do, what they want to accomplish on a particular play. So, you know, people get mad about the penalty. But, I, I mean, I do think that is part of the conversation is let's try to draw a penalty on these guys because they know they can't stop us in this one-on-one spot. So, again, I think it's a little nuanced. I, I, don't, I, I didn't think that penalties were wrong. It's just unfortunate that they played such a clean game the whole time and then they just start flying out <laughs> out of the blue. That was very sad, but ultimately I don't think it mattered. You know, the Rams got some nice calls at the end. The Bengals got that ridiculous call to open up the half. Right. I mean, Non-call. you know, it's, it's a wash. It is what it is. You got to play the game. The, uh-huh. the Bengals want to sit there and say penalties at the end of the game cost us the game. It's like, like, well, no, I'll tell you what cost you the game. The fact that you only put up 20 points, it didn't <laughs> score for the last 28 minutes of the game. That's what cost you the game. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then my, my dad, I was talking to my dad about it, and he made a pretty astute point, I thought. He's, like, going to the Bengals' final drive, you know, where the Bengals end up in a fourth-and-one situation. Mm-hmm. The Bengals 
being unable to convert short yarded situations haunted them literally from their first drive to their last drive Mm -hmm. just fourth and ones third and two could not convert those and it stalled their drives it turned the ball over on downs a couple times and i mean in that case on that last drive it decided the game aaron donald's able to stop them on third and short and then hit them and and, not not get a sack but he did um, like it was a little i thought it might happen yeah i thought i thought i was like man joe burrow's gonna do this room get some overtime i was getting ready for it but it didn't happen like that aaron donald make back-to-back plays um on that third and one as you talked about uh just grabbed p ryan from the back and then did not let him go did not let him go forward and then um burrow uh, not burrow uh, donald again uh hitting getting a hit on joe burrow uh, you mm. know making mm-hmm. the pass you know him kind of do like a last ditch effort kind of thing and he made the play and that that was ball game um amazing uh, so yeah, amazing. Pretty uh, fairly good uh, Super Bowl. Um, not, I was gonna say not what we promised. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Um, I was a little worried yeah. there because you know I picked the Rams obviously, and you know you know like we said, starting at that third quarter, they put up ten quick scores and like. I was worried it was already over at that point. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, this game oh, about to be over. Boy, but are the Bengals about to run away with this thing <laughs> like in a shocker? They did. What is about to happen? But they didn't. Um. Yeah, yeah, they did not. And I brought it up I the think... fact. Oh, sorry. No, please go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm just gonna, you know, toot my own horn. I brought up the fact that you know <laughs> Sean McVay or Sean McVay, you know, being in the Super Bowl uh, those few years ago, um, him knowing kind of more of the ropes, you know, talking to Bill Belichick. I think we we saw it at times, like like you know, like you brought up, you know, Zach Taylor. What are you doing? Throw the ball. You gotta. You got the lead on him. It's twenty to thirteen. You know, run the ball, run some clock out. Uh, stop trying to throw the ball down the field. You know, take those uh, ten to twelve, fifteen play drives and and get points out of it. Even if you don't get touchdowns, like you said, if they get two field goals, they win this game. They win this game. McPherson at least make it a lot harder for the Rams to win. Exactly, it. and McPherson was uh. Uh, had made all his kicks uh, in the postseason. Um, I so, revved up from that halftime show. He's ready to go. <laughs> Man, that was the thing. If I guess if it would have came down to a kick and he missed it, you know, we'd have been like, "Well, it shouldn't have wow. been, shouldn't have been, should have been in the locker room." It's like, bro, oh, yeah, should have been practicing in the locker like, room. Oh I, yeah. What, what did I do? I he kicked one. He kicked one field goal and then two extra, well, two field goals. And two extra points, and he hit all of them. Like, what? What is your job as a kicker? Like, to be focused. What strategy are you doing in the <laughs> yeah. line? Yeah. Like, I mean, what do you? What do you got to talk? Zach Shomler's like, you're probably just in the way, honestly. Yeah. Like, we'll see the halftime show. Why not? It's like whatever. Like, yeah. Um, I think my takeaway from this is, um, you know. The Bengals, we talked about what the Bengals needed to have happen to win this game. And they had them all happen. Now, they didn't protect Joe Burrow very well. But even then, like, well, you knew that those five we sacks already, they gave up. We were already, like, that was going to be, you know, the big concern. You know, this offensive line. Yeah, I mean, but, like, you know, you go in and you're like, well, we gave up five sacks in the third. Oh, but the Rams only scored three points. So, like, it's like you know, okay, it's unfortunate you couldn't take advantage, but... 
you know, even when your drives were stalling because you were giving up sacks, the, ban- the Rams weren't taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you run down the list. Did Matt Stafford have turnovers? Yeah, he had two of them. Did Jalen Ramsey get torched by Jamar Chase? Yeah, it happened a couple times, actually. You know, like, did, did were the Rams able to take advantage of the sacks they were getting on Joe Burrow? No. I mean, they, they had everything go well for them that needed to happen, and they still couldn't pull it out. Like, I just think that really goes to show you, as a team, the Rams were really just that much better of a team. To have that many things go wrong for them and to still pull it out the way they did, like... You know, props to the Rams and the Bengals. They got to look at this and just feel sick because this really did line up great for them, and they just couldn't take advantage of it. Agreed. Um, and I guess we can just move on to, I guess, what the future will look like for, I guess, both of these teams. I'll start off with the Bengals. Um, look, you know, <laughs> um, you know, it worked out for them. They did go 10-7. and seven. They made the playoffs, and then they went on a little magic little run. But, um, you know... Joe Burrow got sacked 50 times in the regular season. Got sacked like 20 times, which... 19 times in 51. So 70 total, yeah. It's oh, still 51, same total, okay. But. So it adds... I was wondering, like, how does that add up to 70? So um, 70 sacks um, in the regular season and postseason combined. Um, you know, we criticized <clears throat> when they took Jamar Chase uh, with their first pick in... And <laughs> we were track. right. Oh, it took it us took up until us, the Super Bowl to find out, but we were right. It took us a minute, but we were ultimately proven right. And well, we, but do they get there without Jamar Chase? Exactly, I exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I also um, because so. I mean he had a great rookie season. He had a phenomenal thirteen touchdowns season. in the regular season. Like you oh. need that. And uh, I mean, again, these were a lot of close games. They had five games, I think, come down to game-winning field goals. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, that's a lot of tight games, and Jamar Chase was the factor in a lot of those games. Well, so now you know you took the gamble and you made it all. You made it to the promised land. You couldn't finish it, but this next season, um, you need you need to go into this off season and this draft and bolstering up that offensive line, uh, mm. straight up. I. I, I don't trades. understand. I want trade. Exactly. I want, I want free agents. <laughs> I, want, I want draft all. capital allocated to the line. I, uh, um, I saw kind of like a joke tweet from Pro Football Focus, and it was like, you know, uh, the bank, yeah. all the draft lists, and it was just all offensive linemen. I don't think they I need saw to that. do Yeah, you sent that to me. They don't need to do all that, but I need to see. Maybe. I, you know, you got to always sure up. You always got to have, you know, backups. You just can't rely on you know, everyone. You know, they also need a tight end. I think I saw CJ Uzama. He's a free agent. Free agent. So they, they could use some other stuff as well. Just an offensive line. Yeah. But that should be their main focus. Um, even in this game, uh, Joe Burrow got injured in this game. And one of those drives where they had to punt. Um, and he got rolled, his knee got rolled up weird or whatever. Bad roll. It was a bad roll, too. Was, like, that looked uh, like that might have been some season-ending type it role. He's, been. he's fortunate. I, I it could have been, yeah. I, I did nervous. too. I, I, I thought like, he was out. I thought he might. I was like, oh, God, you're going to tell me Joe Burrow's not going to be able to come back for the last drive? Are you kidding? I was pissed. But I was glad he was able to make <laughs> yeah, it back uh, out and give it another go. Apparently, it was. it's being reported that it was just a sprained uh, MCL, so no surgery for this offseason. But Good. if I'm that Bengals front office and that coaching staff, you, this needs to be fixed. Like, this is not something. This is not okay. 
This is not okay. Not at you all. Have no. your, you have your quarterback. You got some nice weapons. Your defense is not not top tier, but it, it can stop some people when it needs to. It It's great situationally. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's not the most talented unit, but they play really well together. Mm. I mean, they, they got some – they got especially hot at the, at the back right half room. of the season, yeah. they did get hot. Yes, yes. But very, I very much agreed. Get this offensive line fixed, and you know, maybe we can see you. Uh, maybe we can see you here, uh, not next year, but in the future. I, I did also send you uh, in. Joe Burrow now is part of the uh, sixteen quarterbacks. The last sixteen. It's the, the last previous 16. sixteen. I okay. think. So each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never made it back in the big game. Now I'm going to read off some of these. I'm I'm just going to read them off, but you know, some of these I don't even know who these guys are. Jimmy Garoppolo, okay. Jared, Who's that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jared Goff, like yeah. Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, yeah. Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. Rex Grossman, I've heard of him. Matt Hasselbeck, mm-hmm. I've heard of him. Uh, Donovan mm-hmm. McNabb, yeah. Uh, Jake Delhomme. I he yeah, paid for the Jake Panthers. Jake Don't know who yeah, that Jake is. Delhomme. Rich Gannon. I've heard. Kerry Collins. Who is that? <laughs> Steve McNair. Yeah, sure. Chris oh, Chandler. IP. Oh, is he? Is he? Is he no longer? He was the Falcons' uh, quarterback, right? Oh, no, I'm talking he about was, Steve was... McNair. Is he? Is he no longer with us? Steve McNair died. Oh, yes, he is. He's no longer God, with I'm us. Sorry. I probably saw that news. Uh, Chris Chandler. I think he died. He died July fourth. I remember, because they were doing a marathon of America's game on NFL Network uh, for yeah. July fourth, and I had scheduled all of them to record. Because at the time, I mean, this is like mm-hmm. two thousand nine or something like that. Like, there's no way to see them all mm-hmm. on the internet now, like you can. So, like, I was like wanting to record them all so I could watch them and have them, mm-hmm. and all of the recordings got messed up because they were doing breaking news all day long about steve mcnair being dead uh, and uh yeah. yeah it was very sad very heartbreaking and yeah yeah last three drew bledsoe uh mm. neil o'donnell and stan humphreys i don't know stan humphreys he's the only one on that list i don't know he, he's wearing a chargers uniform in this picture that I oh remember. he lost to uh steve young and the 49ers in the 94 95 season yeah so okay. i don't think now the afc is loaded with quarterback talent um so it's 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 a tough road for Joe Burrow to get back here, but I think it can be possible. He he does seem like he's that guy. Um, oh yeah, that's uh, that guy. Pal. Let me tell you, <laughs> that guy's that guy. So, uh, yeah, it just didn't work. He's out. better than all those quarterbacks. I want to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just, wait, what? He's better than all the quarterbacks the, on that list you just mentioned. Oh, okay. I thought you meant in the AFC. I'm like, oh no, no, no. I mean, he's one of them. He's up there. Yeah, like, I was got to like, give him his props now. But I, I'm. He's somewhere on that list, but he's bet he's definitely better than all of those quarterbacks on that list. And then on the Rams side of the football, you know, we were talking about all year of them, you know, being all in, you know, trading getting Matt Stafford, um, trading for Von Miller in the middle of the season. So they went all in, and now they are going to lose some players on this team. Um, Aaron Donald will not be one of them. I I. I 
you know, it was funny. Right before the Super Bowl, I think Rodney Hudson uh, was on the television. Rodney Harrison. Harrison, excuse me. Excuse me, Rodney Harrison. Um, said that if the Rams had won a Super Bowl, that Aaron Donald told him that he may possibly retire or would retire. Um, I don't. I know. I didn't believe that when I heard that. I was like, "What? This man has the chance to be the greatest defensive player if he plays for a few more years, <clears throat> uh, ever." So, uh, but uh, he said today in the parade, "You know, why not run it back?" Um, so, all indications is he's going to be playing next season. I, I, I don't know. Um, it, he this could be I, a money. I mean, Aaron Donald is not leaving. The same thing with Sean McVay rumors. Like, yeah, Sean, Sean yeah I don't, I didn't get that either. Leaving. I'm like, Sean McVay's retiring? What? He's been, he's been to two Super so Bowls. Stupid. He's only thirty. He's like six. 30, he just turned thirty six last month. Just turned thirty six. Like, Bill Belichick's like what seventy? Yeah, I mean, and he can always come back, but like people are like, if I were Sean McVay, I'd retire. Why? Why? Why would you retire? Like, <laughs> you play, you play for a. Uh, what is becoming a premier organization in football, partially yeah. because of you, but also like, like if if he if he leaves and comes back and let's say the, I don't know, let's say a not team a, a not good team wants to hire him, and I know he took over a bad team, but like, yeah, you know, it's a lot harder to get free agents in some places than it is in others. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, you're it's a lot harder when you're not in L.A. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's silly. Do I um, see the Rams making a come comeback? I it doesn't happen very often. No, nah, not in the NFC. There's yeah. too much parity in it. It's it they they live in a loaded division. Mm-hmm. Like great run for them, and they'll be in it. Like I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not discrediting that. I'm I just... doubt they're gonna be in it next year too. Everybody always, you know, you're here this year. Everybody will pick the Rams like mm-hmm. last year. After last year, everybody going into this season was like, it should be the Bucks. It's like, it's that's not how the NFC operates. They almost <laughs> never know. Uh, who's the last team in the NFC? The Seahawks. The Seahawks are the last team in the NFC to go back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And then Tom like, Brady ruined that uh, di- potential dynasty. For that and season. before that, it was, uh, oh, my God. Before that, it might have been the Cowboys yeah, <laughs> in the say. early 90s. Like, it never happens in the NFC. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they, they have a chance, but the, mm-hmm. the the odds are heavily stacked against them. Um, and then I, yeah. Sorry. Oh, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. And then you know the obvious question uh, that everyone was talking about. Richard Sherman even came out and. Uh, had oh, hold on! Before we move oh. to that, I wanted to I wanted to give some quick thoughts. Real oh quick. yeah, so yeah my on bad, the Bengals. No, yeah, you're good. So on the Bengals. Um, I'm very conflicted on the Bengals running it back because on one hand I look mm-hmm. at them and I go, man, you know, they made it, they made it to this far with, with this kind of roster. This roster is not that great. And they have a they lot of salary pieces. cap space. Yeah. They have a lot of salary cap space too. So like Ooh, they can really, okay. they have okay. a chance to really like capitalize and build on it this year. But at the other end, I'm thinking, I'm like, look, they were great this year. Awesome. But they got a lot of breaks. I mean, Lamar Jackson, was injured all year long. Baker Mayfield was injured all year long. The Steelers have been Roethlisberger. <laughs> you know, so they got really lucky with their division. You also tend to see teams that win these these high-caliber one-possession games that come down to the last minute. That tends to kind of flip favor in the following year, and you don't always get those kinds of breaks. 
and the fact that, you know, people are going in to play the Bengals this year, and there's a little bit of respect for them, but mm-hmm. it's not like you're going in to play the Chiefs where you know everybody's getting our best. This, you know, you're getting the, the Chiefs week in and week out get everybody's best. And now that's going to be the Bengals. Everybody is going to be giving the Bengals their best. They're going to be the hot team of the town next year. So there's a lot of things. Like, I think they have the potential to grow this roster. They have a quarterback that's amazing on a cheap contract. But I just think there's also a lot of factors that scare me because a lot of it was a lot of to a degree, kind of a lot of luck, a lot of balls bouncing the right way for them. So and that, and that happens. I'm very skeptical they'll make it back next year. But I do think they're going to be in the hunt. I think having the quarterback, the caliber oh, of yeah. Joe Burrow, you're always in the hunt for it. Even if you don't always get there, you're always in the hunt. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say on the Bengals. And on the Rams real quick, I don't think I have too much to add from what you said. But uh, I would be shocked if... Sean McVay and Aaron Donald don't come back. I think they absolutely will. I don't see how they won't. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, again, they're they're going to be in the hunt as well. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I had. You you were going on to uh, some comments made by Richard Sherman, though. <laughs> well, just I, I think this was like the general debate. I think I saw Stephen A. say uh, Matthew Stafford should be a Hall of Famer after this. Garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. I we well it seems like we both agree. I I disagree. Um, you know what was he? He's like seventy and ninety or something in Detroit now. He's ninety. He was I think in Detroit. Yeah, somewhere around that. I think his total career is like ninety two and ninety eight. I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, why are you doing that? I mean, look, Matt. Matt. Look, Matt Stafford. I think. I think he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. And and unfortunately, he he played on a very terrible team in Detroit. You know, having, you know, their two greatest players retire at 30 says something. Um, But at the same time, though, you know, he wasn't winning. Like, he just wasn't winning. Like, he wasn't, like, he had, like, he had a bunch of, you know, fourth quarter, you know, late comeback drives or whatever. They're like, that's all fine and good. But, you know, he made the playoffs twice, maybe once. Um, and he didn't produce in the playoffs, so he he has to do some he has to do some winning here, and I don't know how long his stint is gonna last with the Rams. I imagine they're gonna keep him as as long as you know his play is very good, and it worked out this year. So um, you know him and that Cooper Cup connection, it could be something special. So I mean. He's gonna have he he his career literally has to do a full one eighty and I I've I'll when Jake comes back I don't know when I don't know if that's ever happened like for someone to be not considered you know a Hall of Famer just like another guy like a very good player but just not that you know person we think of to be in the Hall of Fame and then you know he goes to a new team and then just has that completely uh, completely flip, and now he's a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I just don't see it. Unless, you know, they, he starts doing some major winning, you know. He needs an MVP. He didn't even win the Super Bowl MVP for this game. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Matt Stafford can do it, even though he is very is a very talented quarterback and uh, it sucks that he, you know, get his talents got wasted in Detroit. Um, maybe now he could be an honorable mention. I, I won't 
be mad at that, but a Hall of Famer is supposed to be, you know, when we look back on, you know, the history of the NFL, who can we not uh, bring up when talking about the history of the NFL? And unfortunately, Matt Stafford isn't that guy yet. Like, Tom Brady is, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be that, you know, that quarterback that we're not, we're going to have to talk about when we're talking about the history of the NFL. You know, we're starting, we're in a new decade of the 2020s, and now it's, we're in that era of where these, like, new age quarterbacks are coming up, you know, who's going to be, I don't even think he's made, did he make the all-decade team? Matt Stat, no, absolutely exactly. No. Like, he's he never make... even been a he's he's been to one Pro Bowl. Yeah, and I mean this is in the age of alternatives. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I mean this is like, now I will say he's probably been snubbed a couple years from the Pro Bowl and maybe even the All Pro list. He has had uh, he had a five thousand yard season and forty one touchdowns one year. What was what was um, the record that year? Ten and six. Oh, so, I mean, okay. Like he probably got that was his third year. That was the year he went to the playoffs. They got bounced in round one. That's probably a year. I mean, that was the year Aaron Rodgers went forty five and six. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, like I think Drew Brees that. had a lot of touchdowns too. So that was just a, you know, I mean, but that's part of the game. Like like we mm-hmm. look at Drew Brees and we go, well, Drew Brees doesn't have an MVP. It's like, well, it's because the years Drew Brees did really well. There's a player that did better. You know, <laughs> like that's just what it is. Um. I'm a little more – I think – I'm actually kind of surprised by your take because I thought I was going to be the hater. I'm actually, oh. I think, a little more optimistic than you are that he can make the Hall of Fame. I, just, I definitely don't I, think he is now. I've never seen it. Now, I haven't been yeah. watching the game yeah. that as, as long. Um, I'm, look, I, I, I like Matt Stafford. I really do. I, if he can do it, dude, go for it. All, I'm all for it. I'm all for Matt Stafford. If he he goes back to like two or three more Super Bowls, I I wouldn't be upset about it. But I've just I just don't see it, and he's gonna have to you know do a lot more winning. I think he might need an MVP, at least a Super Bowl MVP. You know, like he, he has to do he has, yeah he has to make up a lot of ground to overcome what transpired in Detroit over those eight years. It was 12 years. Just, 12 years, just sorry. Sort of, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, so my thing is, my thing about it is I do think it's within reach for him. I think it if could he, be, yeah. You know, if he's got, be. say, four or five more years left and he plays with Sean McVay and the Rams, mm-hmm. you know, let's if he wins another Super Bowl in that time, which is plausible, I think he's going to end up top 10 all-time in multiple categories, two yeah. Super Bowl rings. That's a Hall of Famer. I mean that's that, that is just what it is. Yeah, I don't think Eli Manning should be a Hall of Famer. Eli Manning, that's his resume though. Top ten in a few categories, two Super Bowl rings, and that's Tom a Hall Brady. of Fame. Like, he beat Tom Brady twice. And he beat Tom Brady twice to get those. So like, and and who knows, Joe Burrow. We could look at Joe Burrow, you know, ten years from now and go, man, Joe Burrow's an all time great. Mm-hmm. And Matt Stafford's gonna be able to say, oh yeah, that guy, yeah, I beat him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so who knows? But 
I think, you know, even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, if the next four to five years he gets an MVP, he goes to the NFC Championship a couple times, maybe even wins one of them. You know, I do think he puts himself in the position to be a Hall of Famer. And Mm -hmm. all of that is extremely plausible in this system. He's obviously a a really, really, really good quarterback. He's immensely talented. He's clutch as hell. He makes some some interesting decisions sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a gunslinger too for sure. But I think... um, like I mean I I totally understand I buy I talked about this too but I ta- I I I buy his emotional intelligence. You know, people say he's got high emotional intelligence. His wife a couple years ago, she had a brain tumor. I mean, like she almost died from cancer. I mean, this dude's like 34 years old. I mean, he's not like much older than we are, you know, and and he has his wife almost die from cancer in his early 30s. You know, I just to me it's like you know, looking at playing a football game now, it's just like, okay, well, it's like, it's like the Joker in that interrogation <laughs> scene with Batman. It's like, you have nothing to threaten me with. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to, I got to play football now. So like, I totally buy all that. I love the guy. I think he's, he's, it, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to see what he did going to the Rams and accomplishing what he did real quick. He was 86 and 95 and one. That's his career record. 86, okay, 95 okay. and one. So he's bad. nine games under 500. That's, he's still, okay. and I mean, that's, that's Wait, nine games that with a 12 and five Detroit? record this year. Is that? No, it? that's his total career. 86, okay. 95 and one. So, so I mean, he's got some ground to make up, but yeah. he can still end up with a, he's probably going to end up with a winning record yeah. by the end of it if he stays in LA. But yeah, I mean, I just, I think it's so funny because. It's the thing with, like, Julian Edelman almost, where, like, Julian Edelman has all of these statistics and records in the playoffs because he played for the Patriots for so many years. And people use those to argue, like, well, nobody's got these statistics. That's a Hall of Fame. No, Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Famer, my guy. Julian Edelman has never in his life even been a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Like, that's never, like, he's not even, probably not even top 20. I mean, that's not a Hall of Famer. I don't care that he racked up stats in the playoffs. It's not a Hall of Famer. And and I hear people say, well, Matt Stafford, he had the, the two best receiver seasons of all time came off of his arm, and he's got all these comebacks. And, you know, it's not his fault he played in Detroit. I agree, but the Hall of Fame is not about woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's not about if he played for Sean McVay for 12 years, this wouldn't be the case. If he played for Sean McVay for 12 years, he'd probably have an MVP. He'd probably have a couple all pros. He'd probably have more than one Super Bowl. Like, like, but ha- there have been so many players in NFL history who were great athletes, but they get stuck on bad teams, and their careers are essentially wasted. And we don't put them in the Hall of Fame because we go, well, you know, I mean, if he had played for another guy, you know, <laughs> it would have been different. Like, that's not what gets you in the Hall of Fame. And, I, I mean, it sucks to say, but, yeah, Matt Stafford, you say his career was wasted in Detroit? Sure. But it was like that's that's what it was, and it, it's again it's it sucks to say, but I also I uh, you know one of my hot takes, but I don't even think it's a hot take. Matt Stafford's a system player, you know. I mean, he was not successful in a bad system, and then he leaves the bad system, and he's really good. Like that's that's a system player, and I also. I mean, compare him to Joe Burrow, the guy he just beat in the Super Bowl. You know, the the Lions drafted Matt Stafford after they went zero and sixteen. Okay, the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow. After they went one and fifteen, now the one and fifteen Bengals team is probably a little better than that zero and sixteen Lions team, but it's not so much better that it dis- explains the discrepancy in the success they had. Joe Burrow, a year removed from one and fifteen, took this team to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford, in twelve years in Detroit, never had a winning record. 
or I'm sorry, never had a playoff win. Not a, he had a couple winning records. He he had some winning records, but he never even had a playoff win. Like that's that just that that's not all, you can't just blame the organization. It's it it's the Detroit Lions being bad. Yeah, they're a bad organization. It's not a blank check that just explains <laughs> away all of Matt Stafford's shortcomings. Like you you can't treat it that way. There have been players that have been drafted. Peyton Manning when he was drafted, he was drafted by the worst team in the league. And the Colts were really good with Peyton Manning. He turned like there have like, there's tons of examples of quarterbacks that are Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are drafted by bad teams and they find success with them. It's not you can't just blame Detroit for all of Matt Stafford's shortcomings. So yeah, I mean he's got he doesn't have any All Pros. He's got to go to the Pro Bowl. He he's got the Super Bowl. That's helpful, but he's he's got some work he's got to do before he's a hall of famer and these random stats about comeback wins. And well, you know, Megatron had 1900 yards with him. Like I think these, you're grasping at straws, my guys. I know you don't think you are, but you're grasping at straws. It's not good arguments. We weren't talking about this when he was in Detroit. We, this only came up when he was in LA and now he, Got got his Super Bowl. Now we're like, oh well, yeah, Matt Stafford's been great. You know, it just sucks that he was in Detroit. It's like, no, where was this? Where was the support when he was in? We were calling him Bad Stafford. You know, yeah, when, I mean, when he was in Detroit, yeah, yeah. And I think I just think a lot of the people who are saying it, like they're, you know, I'm not. I, <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings, but like I feel like they're really getting in their feelings about it, and they're just falling in love with the story of Matt Stafford, yeah. and it's a. Fun- I got love the dude. The dude's yeah, it's a great story, but like a great story. We're talking about the all-time greats here. Mm-hmm. We're talking that's who gets into the Hall of Fame. And Matt Stafford by no measure has been an all-time great. He just has it. He has to do a lot more mm-hmm. to get to that point. And it's not it's not impossible for him to get there. He can have a great twilight and get to that point, but he is not there yet. It's just what it is. Uh, so uh, agreed. And um, looking into uh, the future, uh, the Rams will now have the uh, first. Well, they'll be playing the first game. Um, I haven't decided. Well, it's not decided for a while. Cowboys. Yeah, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> no, you know, I they, think it'll be the Bills. I, I would like what? that. The Bills Rams first first game of the season. That'd be uh, nice in SoFi. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I think it'll be the Bills. I think it's a chance for them to promote Josh Allen. Yeah. It's a chance to let the Bills kind of get back in that spotlight after what happened. You know, I mean, how great would it be if you see the Bills have what happened to the, what happened to them in the divisional round and the next time you see them is in the opening of the season? Like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that'd, uh, be really, that'd, be really, that'd be really nice. Um, but if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, maybe oh, the Broncos Rams. They would do that. Honestly, if the NFL does that – I think I would. I think if they don't do that opening night, uh, that probably will be a matchup. Like the Rams go to like the Broncos or something, something like that. I feel like they would. Oh, that'll be like a Sunday night game for yeah, sure. They'd set that. Uh, they'll set that storyline up uh, for us, and that would just play really nicely. But um, yeah, that's that's the 2021-22-22 season of the NFL. Uh, it was a great ride. Had some moments of sadness had some moments of hope <laughs> um and, and then dashed hopes for then, all but yeah. two or three <laughs> so we got some dashed hopes as, as you said um it was it was fun jake to do this ride again um i'm excited to do it next year um, of course 
we're going to be trying to uh, up. I know Jake's been flooding the YouTube channel. I'm going to try to get a video in there. Um, maybe talk about our dot or my dolphins and what I would like to see them do in the off season. Um, maybe come up with some other uh, fun little topics. Um, draft. We gotta draft. Fa- we gotta learn draft stuff, don't we? We gotta really dive uh, into that, mate. Dude, <laughs> it's a lot, man. Because I don't really watch college football anymore, so now I'm kind of have to like listen to other people's opinions about stuff. So I look at you know mock drafts and all that. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that um, later, but um, another day. Another day. Um, but yeah. Anything you want to say to the people, um, Jake? Uh, no, it was uh, it was a fun ride, and yeah, I uh, I'm looking I'm I'm not looking forward to the off season. I shouldn't say that. I'm looking forward to the end of the off season when yes. it all restarts and it comes right back. Because mm-hmm. for now it's basketball, which isn't bad. I don't I don't I don't mind I don't basketball, mind but then it's gonna just be baseball, and that. I, I like going. Oh well, maybe not with this lockout going on. Maybe <laughs> it won't. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I'm ready ready for August, and then after about a week of August, I'm ready for September. You and me both, but um, unfortunately, we got to wait. So, um, y'all be safe out there. We love you, uh, every one of you. Um, you know, y'all be safe. Uh, you know, have fun out there. You know, it's, it's we don't live in a, um, we live in a, a rough uh, world, um, but, you know, it's this the day to day stuff. Take a day to day at a time, and you know, try to find you know the little things to um, make it worth your while. And so yeah, either that be family, friends, you know, material materials, I guess. Um, but experiences. Spend your money on experiences, as e as uh, Ewan McGregor told us in that Expedia commercial. <laughs> experiences. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I would like to. I'm hoping we can go to another uh, NFL game, um, see that again. So, Super Bowl. <laughs> it's in Arizona, so I, I oh, think I bad. think what might have inflated these prices were because you know we had the LeBrons. Uh, it was all celebs. Yeah, it was a, it was uh, a it was a crowd of celebrities. That's yeah. what it was. So I'm hoping maybe in Arizona. I think I think that's where the Super Bowl is going to be. I think you're right. That is, yeah, because I, I remember I remember hearing in some discussion about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and how that somebody mentioned that. So I, I think you're right about that. Well, uh, I mean, it's if three if it happens again, it, that's a trap. No, I don't think it will. But no. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ooh, man, I would love to go to the Super Bowl. That would be oh. Yeah, man. I heard somebody. I think Colin Cowherd said he had a friend who just took him. It was him and his son who went, and that it cost him twenty-seven grand to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So start not, saving up. Not cheap. Not cheap. And Arizona. Yeah. That's a. That's not a bad drive. But I'd probably fly if we if we happen to be able to get tickets. And it's not you know an arm and a leg to go. I had a friend when I was in seventh grade. I had a friend who they were at a bar, they were at a restaurant or something, and 
I guess it was a radio show that they listened to, or maybe it was just the radio show that was there. And they entered a contest at for the radio show, and they won two Super Bowl tickets. So I they mean, got to go to the, awesome. they got to go see the the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl, Bowl forty three, which was like one of the best Super Bowls ever. Like Damn. like that, I'm so envious of that guy. His name his name was Charlie actually, but. <laughs> Man, dude, what a what a life experience that right, that guy Jake, has. We're entering forever. any contests, any and all, any <laughs> Just and all, scalping them out, create an extension that tracks them down for you on your browser. <laughs> Man, all right, the dream. Uh, bye bye, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your yep. week. Um, and bye, we'll everybody. See you in September. Yep.